Hometown Ghost Stories contains serious and often distressing events and is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. On November 4th, 1922, British archaeologist Howard Carter and his team of researchers discovered the entrance to an ancient Egyptian tomb. 22 days later, the tomb itself was unearthed, and after 3,000 years of uninterrupted peace, it's believed that the ghost of the pharaoh unleashed an ancient curse of death and destruction on the men who dared disturb his eternal rest. I'm Dave Wilkins, and this is Hometown Ghost Stories, Cursed Possessions, The Curse of King Tutankhamun. King Tut, called Tutankhaten at birth, was born in ancient Egypt around 1341 BC. He was the son of the pharaoh Akhenaten, who attempted a religious revolution, refocusing the country's polytheistic religion around the sun and ordering the names and the images of the other Egyptian gods to be destroyed. Akhenaten's wife, Nefertiti, is not believed to be King Tut's mother. His biological mother is unknown, but historians believe it was Akhenaten's sister whose remains suggest she was bludgeoned to death not long after giving birth. It also remains unclear as to how Akhenaten died, but most historians believe he may have been assassinated due to his attempt at religious revolution. After his death, Tutankhaten changed his name to Tutankhamun, removing the suffix Aten from the end of his name, which was a reminder of his father's attempted revolution. This change illustrates Tut's move from his father's religious changes, returning Egypt to its former polytheistic beliefs. King Tut was only nine or ten when he ascended the throne in 1332 BC. He married his half-sister, and they had twin daughters who were born stillborn. Their fetuses were buried in jars, placed in the pharaoh's tomb. The couple never had an heir to the throne. The boy king ruled for less than a decade before his untimely demise in 1323 BC. Archaeological evidence indicates that the boy suffered from illness while he was alive. His death was likely unexpected, and his tomb appears to have been hastily finished. No one knows what killed Tutankhamun. Historians who specialize in the history of Egypt have come up with numerous hypotheses over the years. One research team suggested that a combination of malaria and necrosis from a broken bone in his left foot may have caused his death. He was sealed into his tomb, buried, and left alone for 30 centuries until Howard Carter discovered his resting place in November of 1922. On November 4, 1922, Carter and his team discovered the steps of a tomb in the Valley of the Kings on the west bank of the Nile River. He immediately sent a telegram to Lord Carnivorn, who had been the financial backer of the project, which had been mostly unsuccessful up to this point. The subsequent opening of King Tut's tomb along with the desecration and exploitation of its treasures, would captivate the world and elevate the short reign of the young king to a legendary status as an icon of ancient mysteries. Many treasures were discovered inside the tomb, including the legendary death mask of Tutankhamun. But along with the treasures was an apparent curse, and it didn't take long for said curse to claim its first victim. George Herbert, also known as Lord Carnivorn, was the man who financed the excavation of King Tut's tomb. Just a few weeks after the media first reported on the mummy's curse, he was bit by a mosquito. No big deal, just a mosquito bite. 
A few days later, however, he was shaving and nicked the mosquito bite. He subsequently died of blood poisoning. Hugh Evelyn White was a British archaeologist who helped excavate the tomb. By 1924, after seeing death sweep over about two dozen of his fellow excavators, Evelyn White died by suicide. But not before writing in his own blood, I have succumbed to a curse which forces me to disappear. Richard Bethel was Lord Carnivorn's secretary and the first person behind Howard Carter to enter the tomb. Not long after the rumor of the curse went mainstream, he was found smothered in his room at an elite London gentleman's club. The Nottingham Post wrote, The suggestion that the Honorable Richard Bethel had come under the curse was raised last year, when there was a series of mysterious fires at his home, where some of the priceless finds from Tutankhamun's tomb were stored. After Tutankhamun's body was exhumed, it was sent to a lab and x-rayed by Sir Archibald Douglas Reed. He took the x-rays and then signed the body over to the authorities. The next day, he got violently sick and was dead three days later. After the discovery of the tomb, Howard Carter gave his friend Sir Bruce Ingham an artifact from the tomb. It was a paperweight, but it wasn't an ordinary paperweight. It was made out of a mummified hand wearing a bracelet with the inscription that read, Cursed be he who moves my body. Ingham's house burned to the ground a short time later, and when he tried to rebuild it, it was destroyed again, this time by a flood. George J. Gould was a wealthy American financier and a railroad executive who visited the tomb of Tutankhamun in 1923 and fell sick almost immediately afterward. He never recovered and died from pneumonia a few months later. James Henry Breasted was a historian on Carter's team when the tomb was opened. When he returned home, he discovered that his pet canary was dead. It had been eaten by none other than a king cobra, who was found still sitting in the bird's cage. The cobra was a symbol of the Egyptian monarchy and was worn on the king's headdress as a sign of protection. Breasted was rattled by the discovery, as well as the reported deaths surrounding the desecration of the tomb. He lived in fear for years, until 1935, when he returns to Egypt and upon his return, immediately died. Many are convinced that the ancient curse is very real, but even more remain skeptical. The reason for the skepticism lies with the fate of Howard Carter himself, the man behind the discovery and subsequent desecration of the tomb. He was never afflicted with a strange illness, he never had his house mysteriously go up in flames, never suffered the mysterious loss of a pet, and he died of natural causes in 1964, 42 years after the discovery of the tomb. So why would so many members of his team suffer from the mummy's curse, while the mastermind himself was allowed to live a long and prosperous life filled with fortune and fame. Stick around as myself, Jesse, and Rob discuss the mysterious ancient curse of King Tutankhamun. possessions this is the story of king tut and his tomb and the curse that followed i'm jesse wilkins i'm joined by rob coakley hello rob you should cut that um that title down by at least six words it was way too long 
I get yelled at for long titles. I don't know what the hell you just said. That was goodbye, everybody. That was too long. I'm pretty sure it was just the curse of King Tut. Jesse made it 80 80 times longer than it needed to be. I wasn't reading the title. I was just I was just diving into it a little bit in the intro. Doesn't sound like it. It sounded like you were doing a, a, a title, and I didn't like it. I'm going to change the title of this because I can do that. I still have the power to change the title, and it's just going to be called Tut. You're going to sound like a <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> Jesse's still going to say all those words. I, I, whatever true, your title, true. it doesn't matter. It's about what he said coming into it. Um, also, I'm really sad that we couldn't do Steve Martin's King Tut as the intro music for this. That's oh, uh, Yeah, copyright stuff, but that would have been fun. Yeah. I'm Great gonna reference. Going to have to go watch that after we do this episode now. You're not going to do that. Okay. Why? You're right to bed. We know, we know, we know you're going your right schedule. to bed. <laughs> it's true. It's not going to happen. It's true. So welcome, every, welcome into everybody who's listening, and uh, thank you guys for tuning in. This is a Cursed Possessions episode. I, I suppose it could also fall into celebrity hauntings but there's not really ghost mm. stories tied to it but it's definitely a curse tied to it or there's definitely believed to be a curse tied to it so, so would you say because there's a curse tied to it and not ghost that's why we're doing it as a curse possession and not as a celebrity haunting <laughs> fair to say it's i would say starting to add up <laughs> <laughs> it is fair to say <laughs> crushing it <laughs> would you Thank the every, time, every time every time I talk, Rob just insults me. So I'm just, you know, I don't handle this well. That's why we insult Dave because Dave knows how to handle. It. I don't know how to handle. It. I'm flustered. I'm uncomfortable. I'm sweating now. I'm stressed out. My children just woke up crying. So uh, there's a curse around this celebrity haunting that is uh, King Tut's curse. We have obviously everyone's heard of this to, to thank. Oh, we do. You wanted the patrons at the end. Do the pictures, we'll do at, the the pictures end, at the end? Yeah, that sounds good. So everyone's heard of the the curse of King Tut. Everyone's heard heard of um, this story. He was the face of your history book. If uh, if you had the same history book as me in middle school or high school or whatever, and or at least not his actual the, face, uh, but this was, was the death the, mask. Yes, yeah, the, the death mask. Mm. Very famous. Very famous, and I have heard of this curse before, and I did hear about all of the deaths that surround it. And the one that does stick out is the one that you mentioned at the end, which is, well, why didn't it hit this guy? And I don't know. And that's the one thing that the one reason that I am skeptical about this curse. Now, not to discount all the other crazy stuff that happened around it, some of these more crazy with regards to the curse than others, you know. There were a few that died like a decade later and they somehow get roped in with the curse, but more so like the ones that died immediately after in just in bizarre ways, like like the uh, financier with the mosquito bite. That's ins- what an insane way to die. You get bit by a mosquito, then you nick yourself shaving and you die from blood poisoning. Right. It's so crazy. this one seemed to be where the idea of the curse kind of was promoted and this one, I was reading up on a website that was trying to debunk all of these. And it said that he was in poor health beforehand. But then they said he died from a decidedly mundane mosquito-carried disease. And I feel like that's kind of a cop-out. Like, 
he still died from a mosquito. Bite. Yeah. Like that's yeah. A, that's Immediately after the, the tomb was desecrated. <laughs> yeah. But they do go on to say the idea of the curse was promoted by no less a prominent person, um, by, by no less a prominent person than Sherlock Holmes creator, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, who also wrote a book explaining that fairies were real. Right. So it just feels like this is kind of picking and choosing. It's like, that's, that's, that's not a common, I mean, I know it's a lot of people die from mosquito carried diseases or whatever, but, um, especially back in the 1920s when they didn't have, you know, the antibiotics that we have now and the, the, you know, obviously the means to solve some of these diseases. And there still are mosquito borne diseases that will kill the shit out of you nowadays. For sure. Yeah, but to you guys' point, it sounds a lot like when we're talking about like ghosts and people are debunking them, they're like, well, it was definitely this. Well, it was definitely this. And then they come to one that they can't debunk. And they're like, well, it must have been the wind or it must yeah. have been, you know. Yeah, or this the- is a perfectly normal way to, to yeah. die. Yeah, it's a mundane mosquito-borne illness. So he didn't yeah, die like- immediately after. He died a year after it was opened. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah agony for a year. Sounds mm. awful. But he got bit right after. Yeah, that's what we're saying. Is he? Yeah, he yeah. probably suffered for a while, which is even worse than just dying right away because now mm. you're dealing with it for a year. Right. And uh, yeah, so I don't know. It sounds like the start of one. And who's to say that a curse has to affect literally everybody that was there? And we're going to get into this in a little bit, but let's go over some more of the deaths. Right. I mean, it could be like, maybe you do something when you're inside the tomb, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe a certain amount of people touched the death mask or something or moved something around that they shouldn't have. We don't know what triggers the curse and, and what could cause you to be affected by it. We had talked about in different curse possessions episodes, for example, the ghost town. It was if you specifically took something and left with it. And obviously mm-hmm. they, I'm pretty sure they cleared this tomb out, right? They didn't leave anything behind. So they probably took yeah. everything and left with it, but. We don't the know one the, person we know took stuff from the tomb was Howard Carter, who took we know he at least took the um the hands medallion that he turned into a paperweight and gave to his friend. So in order for him to be able to give that to his friend, he had to take it from the tomb, right? Mm-hmm. So if it that couldn't be that couldn't be the catalyst, if it is. Right. So we don't know what the catalyst is, and we don't know why specific people got cursed. It did seem like if a lot of people are going to get knocked off, maybe everyone should have got knocked off, but who knows? Maybe, I mean, it, it could be anything. Maybe, he, maybe he didn't look into the eyes of the death mask right when it was revealed. I, I, we don't know. We don't know what the, what the curse is really based around, but all we all know right. is there's a lot of bodies. Can we yeah. talk about the one death that like, as you were talking about it, I, I shouldn't have been laughing, but I was chuckling a bit because you're like, I think it was the guy that took his own life, which I'm not laughing at that. But what I'm laughing at is he wrote out uh, a a suicide note in his own blood, right? Mm -hmm. It was the longest note of all time. Like, what was he doing that he was writing this out? Like, it was was a novel. Like, how much blood does this man have? I wonder if he regretted that, like, two sentences. And I mean, apparently not if he just kept writing. Yeah, 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 no, was, uh, I have succumbed to the curse, which forces me to disappear in his own blood. 
which is almost as long as one of Rob's titles to his episodes. <laughs> Imagine writing that in your blood. That'd be crazy. <laughs> I mean, it's almost as long as the three times Jesse just introed this one as well. I was going to go with a Lord of the Rings ending, but geez, mm. like that's a lot to write with your, like you're just dying, just writing with your own blood. Just, and what are you writing on the entire house? Like <laughs> you're running out of room here, guy. Yeah. The, um, the part that it, where it was written in blood is alleged. Oh, okay. So who knows if that's true or not? Um, it could have just been some things that, you know, it could have been something that somebody added in to spice the story up mm-hmm. at some point, who knows, but nevertheless, it's still a, uh, it's still, I mean, the, 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 whether it's written in blood or not, it's a crazy thing to write. You know, I have to come yeah. to the curse, which forces me to disappear. That's, that's scary. Very eerie. It is, it is very eerie. And like, that feels like a gravestone you would walk by that would just like catch your attention and you would be terrified. Like if you're walking yeah, by that gravestone. That's dark for even dark for even a gravestone. Yeah, but I mean we've seen some dark gravestones. So I wouldn't I kind of want to put it on mine. Like just put put that on mine. Do it. Do it now. Just put some kind of curse on it. Like when you have it, just he who reads this is cursed to lie <laughs> in the same graveyard within one year or something. It's just like, like someone's going to be walking their dog through the graveyard. Like, Oh God, no, no. <laughs> what a dick. Or yeah. just make it, make it one of the dumb blonde jokes, but just be like, how do you keep an idiot entertained? Check the back of this headstone and then write the same thing on the back of the headstone and see how many times they'll go back and forth on it. Mm, you won't, you won't see cause you'll be dead on the, on the back of this headstone. It just says, this is not the back of the headstone. There'll be all sorts of loss. <laughs> <laughs> Even better. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So that, that's the one that really stood out to me, but there's quite a few, like the, the King Cobra inside the guy's canary's cage. It's okay. weird. You see that you're it's, it's <laughs> curse. Was this in, <laughs> yeah. what country was this in? Uh, it's James Henry Breasted. So it was in uh, England. Yeah, it's a curse. They're the not indigenous. A, I, I don't. The hell's a King Cobra doing? Our indigenous wandering around apartments in England. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I mean that definitely feels like a curse, doesn't it? Like that's that's a sight. A, you just lost your pet. B, there's a King Cobra in its cage that just yeah, ate it. B is much more concerning than A. I mean, obviously, we don't want to lose a pet, but I mean, thank God it's already in a cage. <laughs> but true, how to get true, in? But it got if it can get out. in, it can get out, right? <laughs> and lock the door behind him. So he's like, oh, no, yeah, I don't want this canary to escape. Yeah, that's horrifying. Um, yeah. So if that's a true story, if that's a true story, then I am one hundred percent in on this being a curse. Yeah, because it makes no was- sense. If it's, if it's back in England, I mean, if it was his hotel room back in Cairo, still crazy, not as crazy in England. Curse. Thousand percent sold. Yeah. Committed. What about the guy whose house Cursed. burnt down and then as he was rebuilding it, it was destroyed by a flood? That's interesting. If it just burned yeah. down again, I was like, all right, I'd be like, maybe it was an arsonist, maybe they just have some sort of electrical mm. issue. But the second yeah, the flood is what I'm like, yeah. all right. Yeah, it's a curse. He's getting hit by like like biblical curses. <laughs> like the planet the is just hitting every ring on yeah. them right now. Ele- yeah. You get elementals. Definitely get- elemental. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, taking, taking them all out. This one above all other cursed possessions seems the most legitimate just because if, if those stories that you're saying are true, not only do we have deaths tied to it, but we have things that 
it just feels like a like almost biblical like mm, yeah the cobra the mosquitoes like the uh the fire the flood is everything around this is is like tragic of course because we're dealing with deaths but also like epic proportions of curses like when we go back to like the busby chair or something like that it's like oh yeah this maid bumped into it and then she died three years later from her brain tumor it's like i don't think that had anything to do with the chair right uh when we deal with a lot of these other cursed possessions it's like well eh it's a car accident car accidents happen every day unfortunately i don't know if i'm sold on this but this one is just this one is like next level like hollywood stuff well also there's so many like curses that items that have been cursed that come out of Egypt that you see. And at first you think it's like copycat stuff, but then you read into some of them and you're like, wow, that's crazy too. So it's like, maybe there's just something that was going on in Egypt and they just kind of, they kind of knew how to put a real curse on something. unlike Dave. Yeah, I know. I know. I got, I got some kinks to work out of my, my cursing abilities, but you know, we'll get there. <laughs> no, don't, no, don't. It's going well. It's going real well. Please, I know, I know. I'll, I'll hold off. I'll please hold wait off. until after I play in the main event of the World Series of Poker, and then let's see what happens. You might have Rob, to Rob curse, his, curse every single chair that he sits in in the World Series of Poker as he moves tables. Yeah. Rob's going to get bit by a cobra in Las Vegas. <laughs> like, God damn it, Dave. <laughs> for those of you who may be tuning in for the first time, on our very first Curse Possession episode, I believe it was, Dave went out of his way to cur- – actually, it might have been the Busby chair one because chairs make sense, right? Mm. Um Dave went out of his way to curse Rob's chair. And the curse was that he will never again win a poker tournament. And since then, Rob has won so many poker tournaments that he has <laughs> won himself a seat at the main event of the World Series of Poker. So either the curse is just getting warmed up or Dave, <laughs> I think or that Dave is not doing well with his cursing. If you win the World Series of Poker, that officially makes my curse the worst curse of all time. The most or, ineffective or count, most counter-effective curse of all time. That's that's the way to put it. Because worst curse of all time, that really yeah. sounds like the best curse of all time. Like, God, <laughs> yes. I got the worst curse of all time and one millions of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> We're hoping that, that uh, that's what happens. The curse is, is that Dave secretly, or not so secretly, is the technical owner of Hometown Ghost Stories. And little does Rob know in his contract, all winnings from gambling <laughs> associated with said curse go directly into... Dave's bank account, a.k.a. the Hometown Ghost Stories bank account. So joke's on you. Curse worked out. That's fair. That's fair. Um, So I do have an article in front of me that tries to slightly debunk this curse, if anyone wants me to dive into that a little bit. Yeah, if you want to hit some bullet points or if you just want to read the whole thing, just do better than I do when I go to read an entire article. (laughs) I'm just going to read the part where they try to debunk it. So basically, is the curse real? not according to the British Medical Journal, which did a study in 2002 on the survival rates of 44 Westerners whom Carter had identified as being in Egypt when the tomb was examined. The curse was not... Wait. They were just in Egypt? I think he meant in Egypt with him. Okay, all right, continue. The curse was said not to affect native Egyptians. The study compared the mean age of death for the 25 of those people who were present at an opening or an examination of the tomb with when the others who weren't. So of those 44, it looks like 25 were present when it was opened. It found no significant association between potential exposure to the mummy's curse and survival 
as well as no sign at all that those who were exposed were more likely to die within 10 years. Um, like, okay, not everyone, but <clears throat> there was still seemed like a significant amount of people that died within a short period of time afterwards. Yeah, I think it was like <clears throat> half of them were, were within 10 years and then the other half were after or something like that. And the but the one that doesn't hold up is Howard Carter. Why would he why would the curse go right by him? Again, we don't know. Yeah, I, I, I keep we keep going back to we don't make the rules. We don't know what triggers a specific curse. We assume that bumping into Busby's chair triggered the curse there. We assume that sitting touching in it or sitting in the chair. No, because the maid bumped into it, but whatever. Um, just touching the chair in general is supposed to curse you. We assume that with Annabelle, if you touch Annabelle, then you could be cursed. Robert the doll was more of um, take a picture if of you him. take a picture of him or like look him in the eyes or something like that. So they seem to have figured these things out. I don't know. Is there like, did they quote unquote figure out what the actual curse, like what is the act that triggers the curse? So they didn't figure that out and they didn't figure out what the actual curse was. They didn't find, there was a, there was a a rumor that went around for a while that there was an inscription on the inside of the tomb. That was what the curse was, but that turned out to be completely untrue. They don't know, like there's no articulable curse. Right. Right. Like there is no, it's with that being said, it's completely possible that the people that did die from this curse did something that the other people did not. And it could be anything. Maybe yeah. they, maybe they, you know, took a splinter out of the coffin or something, you know, like it, it could be, and maybe they looked, like I said, maybe they looked it in the eyes. Maybe they breathed in a certain thing when the thing was open. It, who knows? It could be maybe anything. Was, maybe they moved like the one specific lamp or something that was within there. Maybe they, it, it, we don't know. We don't know. So so it's completely possible that some of these people did something without even knowing that they were doing something wrong that would have cursed them, that could have doomed them. And that's why those people died and other people did not. Mm. That is probably the best answer possible. This, I fully, honestly, it's the way I was going to go with this. I think Jesse's nailing this. Like, mm. like their their whole theory is like, it's the people that were there. And it's like, Okay. Definitely well, not. <clears throat> what what did it. they what did they do? Because they were there when it was opened. I I don't know. And it's and natives aren't susceptible to it. They're allowed to just like frolic in in the tombs because they were born in Egypt and that's not gonna affect them. Mm. Uh, I don't know about that. I would assume it's got something more to do with something they touched, just like Jesse was saying, or it's you know, a specific item or whatever. I, I think Jesse's nailing this. Yeah, I think so too. I do. Because I, I a, fully believe this one probably more than any of them, I think is legit. And it's it, like we said earlier, it's just because of the magnitude of the just almost biblical way that these people are, are dying. Mm. So I'm I'm fully on board with this curse being legit. We don't fully know what the cause is, but I think it's legit. I think yeah. that's, I think that's uh, reasonable. I'm going to – I agree. I think it's also legit. Um, where are you, Dave, on this? So it's, I mean, I've, to be honest, I've changed my opinion on it. Cause when I first looked into this, I was on the fence about doing it. Cause it seemed so soundly debunked and I couldn't get past the Howard Carter part. 
And then I was like, you know what, maybe I'll just, I'll, I'll cover this and then we'll discuss it and we'll see which way it goes. I think that, I think, I think that that's a, you guys made some good points and I do now lean towards this probably being more legitimate, just like the, the archaic and like, there's like the ancient aspect of this too. You know, you got a lot of stuff like this coming out of the bronze age and the, the things that happened to these people that is, that really happened, like documented events that happened to these people kind of coincide with Mm -hmm. stuff that was, uh, you know, legends from that bronze age. Yeah. So unrelated, but sort of related when I was in Greece a couple summers ago, we went to the, um, the tomb of, he was the, the father of Alexander the great. I can't remember his name. Maybe, uh, Philip, I think. And this was just discovered not that long ago in like a hill. And they just dug it and they they found this tomb. Absolutely epic. If you ever have a chance to go check out these museums, this one you actually went into the like the legit area. Like it, you basically walk into the tomb. Mm-hmm. And the items that were in some of these tombs, obviously it's it's a different country, it's not really related, but um they're are so well preserved. Like it's insane how gold never loses its luster. Like gold is still just bright and gold and shining. This is why it's obviously one of the most valuable materials on the planet. But um, like there was like the golden crown and everything. And it, it was really cool to see. And they still had the original dig site. I'll throw some pictures up on Twitter, but very cool stuff. And and it's, it's very interesting to see in person. I know that the King Tut exhibit floats around from like museum to museum. Like they, um, I believe there's some of it at the Museum of Fine Arts in, in Boston and obviously in New York, you could probably see some of it. I, I'm not sure if they're always moving those things around, but um, I, I saw it on a field trip when I was a kid and it was pretty cool stuff. So I'd highly recommend if there's ever a King Tut exhibit, go check it out. Well, I have some really good news for you then. Um, while I was poking around, knowing that we were doing this episode, I found a original size King Tut replica of the death mask, life size. Um, it's on Etsy, so I'm going to share it with you guys. All you need is $30,000. It doesn't even look that good. To purchase it. This looks like C-3PO. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it does actually look pretty good when you zoom in. Yeah, when you zoom in, it's not that bad. Um, yeah. It's. I mean, it looks legit. Like It better. Like, look at, I, well, I would hope so. Yeah, it's $30,000. Like, um, so yeah, yeah so if got, you're trying to decide between this and a really good down payment on a house, you know, the choice is yours, but go with the mask. Yeah, definitely go with the mask. Yeah, that reminds I mean, me of the, uh, the Babadook book, the pop-up book when we looked at Yeah, which up. was also about $30,000. We just always get disappointed on this. Whenever we look at anything, I'm like, that would be cool to have. It would be cool to have. Immediately. <clears throat> never mind. I have bills to pay. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I think I'll pretty much do it. Uh, anything else, gentlemen? No, that's going to do it for me. God damn, that beer looks good, Dave. Was that a Miller Lite? <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> for audio listeners, Dave has poured a Miller Lite into a glass, but you can't fool me. I this know is a Miller Lite when I one. Kentucky breakfast stout. Yeah, you offered me one when I was leaving your house earlier tonight, mm. and now I regret saying no. No this, idea why I said no. You only had four. I mean, come on. This one of these is equivalent to... Uh, three Miller Lights. I wouldn't know what that means. I've never even heard of a Miller Light before. <laughs> Anyways, that'll pretty much do it. Uh, let me thank our patrons real quick as I pull that up. 
If you haven't already, you can join this list of folks on Patreon. As little as $3 a month, you get early access to content just like this. Also bonus content, some uh, good stuff leading up to this holiday season. I'm afraid to say the word Christmas because whenever we mention Christmas, our episodes just tank. This is not a Christmas show. Anyways, uh, <laughs> leading up to King Halloween. Todd, Christmas yeah. icon. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Uh, so for our VIPs on Patreon, we have Jeannie R, Justin T, Lisa J, Mike B, Mom and Pops W, Stephen V, and Demon King. Thank you so much for being VIPs. You guys are keeping this ship rolling. Not a pirate ship, though. We're not talking about pirates here. Uh, we also have Anna C, DG Dempsey, brand new. Welcome in, and thank you for joining on Patreon. Uh, we have even better hometown ghost stories. Jake V, Rachel B. I, do, I, can't, I can't get through even better hometown ghost stories. <laughs> <laughs> It's we have to read it out loud now. Every time. We have to read it out loud. Yeah. So we have even better hometown ghost stories. Jake V, Rachel B, Stephanie A, Sydney B, Anthony, Angry Dave Rocks T, Brandon W, Kathy Mixlugs, Cody G, Kiralee J, Mark M, Matthew T, Mariah M, Papa Squatch, Sarah, Dave Loves Bacon R, Sarah W, Solar Flare, Soph, Ant, Hooper. Thank you guys so much. This list is getting along, but that won't stop us unless it gets really, really, really long. But that might not well, stop us. I was us thinking either. about that the other day. It'd be a good problem to have, but. At some point, we're going to have to address this. Yes. For the Hopefully. final 24 minutes of this show, we're going to read out our patrons. You're going to sit here and listen so they get their money's worth. Um, yeah, but no, thank you guys so much. You guys are awesome. If you haven't already, drop us a review on Apple iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Uh, it, it matters a lot, and we mention it frequently because it matters a lot. But we have a lot of listeners, and if you guys haven't, uh, take the time, please. It takes two seconds. Just go over there, drop a review. That's what we want for helps. Christmas. That's what we want. When King Tut enters our house on Christmas Eve to give us our presents, we want them to be in the form of reviews for the show. Or King Cobras. Or Cobras, yeah. <laughs> yes, one of those. Yes. Please don't leave us King Cobras. <laughs> don't worry. We already ate our canaries, so there's no reason to send us King, King Cobras. That'll do it for this week's show. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. We'll catch you next week. Peace.